1: Just wanted to say one thing. Yeah. That one vote against Lemaxon, that jeopardizes why sports writers, people talk about how sports writers yeah. should stupid. be voted. Yeah. That was a stupid Not homer shoddy. vote Regrette. by that individual, probably scared to go back in the locker room if he had voted against 100%. Josh Allen. That compromises everything. You have to be objective when you have a vote. And that writer that writer was, I don't know who the hell it was, but that's an embarrassment. Yeah, you don't know who, who don't it was. I don't know who it was, even <laughs> K- A. Smith flat out embarrassing himself, saying the one guy that didn't vote Lamar for MVP compromises the whole system because he's a homer that wouldn't go in the locker room and look at Josh Allen in the face. Yes, it's noted Buffalo homer Aaron Schatz, formerly of Football Outsiders and now of uh, FTN Fantasy. Yeah. Homer. Yeah. Aaron Schatz wrote like 10,000 words on why he did it. Yeah. He was good too. Aaron yeah. Schatz wrote ten thousand words. He voted Allen for first team All Pro at quarterback and used that as his ru- his reasoning for voting Josh for MVP. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are several voters that voted for a different first team All Pro quarterback than MVP. Yes. Yep. And here's Stephen A. Smith to say it's a threat to the system. We spent Friday saying, can you believe? Lamar got 49 of the 50. And here's Stephen A. Smith to say it's an outrage he didn't get all 50. Right. In a year that was not close to a unanimous MVP season. Wild. Worst take of the year. It's only February 12th. Worst take of the year is a homer voted for Josh because he's afraid to go in the the room. That one also is so – it's got to be so easy to find out who the voter was. He's on what? At, like, 11 o'clock in the morning. He yeah. couldn't have just... He's the second highest paid employee at ESPN behind Pat McAfee. He couldn't have just asked a producer before the show, do you know who voted for uh, Allen for MVP? And he could have so easily had the answer. But was then it? he doesn't have the take. <laughs> it was wild. If you watch the clip, by the way, Dan Orlovsky, I think, knows that shots voted for him because he kind of makes a face when <laughs> Stephen Hayes like, oh, talking. He, he doesn't say anything, but you could tell Orlovsky's like... Oh, this is not, what's this the, is not right. <laughs> but what's what's the worst part of it? Thinking that it was a Homer Buffalo writer that did it, or thinking Lamar should have been unanimous. Right. What's worse, being wrong or thinking that Lamar should have gone fifty for fifty? Because that no way. Maybe is you're right. More outrageous. no way. All right. Eight hundred three zero five fifty to a call in a minute in a minute. But I think in the break I may have just talked Joe into taking the ball in overtime. Yeah, I think you did. Because if you take the ball... Like, for me, I want, no matter when I get the ball, I want to go for two. Well, I shouldn't say that. If I get the ball second and the team that went first went for two and didn't get it, then obviously I'm kicking the extra point. But, if all's equal, I want to go for two. Because if I get the ball second and I'm down seven, you're there's gonna, no scenario where I'm giving them the ball back right, for a not, field goal to win. You're not going to kick an extra point to then go to sudden death where right. they can kick a field goal. So you're Psychotic. So you're for two. So I'm going to go for two. Okay, now... In this scenario, again, this is tough because a lot of analytics is based on thousands of thousands of simulations. Now, Or I'm, things that have happened sure. historically. Right? I am a rival coach. Now I'm playing against Joe, and I know in that spot, Joe's going to go for two on the second possession. Right. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go for two on the first possession. Right. Making it so if I get that two, the best you can do is get me the ball with sudden death. Right. And with that, I'll take the ball. Right, and now I think knowing that and knowing if I have some confidence in who my opponent is, who the other coach is, I think, yeah, I want the ball first because I'm going for two. If I get the ball first, I'm going for two. Knowing the risk of if I miss it, I'm giving them seven to win the game. I know. But the upside of if I make it, there's going to be a two-point conversion no matter what. Someone's going to go for it. Let me be the team that has to go get the two yards. And if I get it, Now I have locked in at worst. I'm getting the ball back for for a field goal to win it. I think that makes it seem, especially when... Like you said in the break, Seth Walder, ESPN, a couple other guys. Like- Brian Burke of ESPN Burke. said he plugged in the new rules and whatever. They've got AI and all that. He did 120,000 simulations. Yeah. And the team that took the ball first won 50.2% of the games. Basically, the idea is that if you did run Brian Burke, ESPN, his numbers on this, taking the ball or not yeah. is a coin toss. Right. And I think we're, what we're kind of conditioned to right now in the modern NFL – and if you pay attention to the numbers and you want to be a, a fan that, you know, worries and cares about probabilities, we like to expose these little Oh, going for a fourth down here is a better idea. Yeah. And this really might be these new rules. Outrageously close on yeah. what to do. And it comes down to what do you feel like Which you should do? It's good. I kinda like that. It's good. Like I, I like to go by the numbers, but if you tell me this is there's no historical data, so there's no you know, the simulations you have, but the analytics aren't really there. You don't really know, and you're not going to get enough sample size to know for a long time, yep. and it looks like it's 50-50 anyway. There's arguments on both sides. That's perfect. Now, like, for, for content, beautiful, right? Like yep. Now it's debatable both ways. I think you can you can make a case both ways, um, and if I'm, you know, I think also what I like to do there, I'm, I'm kind of playing it as it goes, I think... I want to determine whether I go for it, or excuse me, whether I take the ball first or take the ball second, almost entirely based on who the other coach is. Yeah. If it's Mike Tomlin on the other side, he's going for kick. I, I think I want the ball second. He's not going for two. No, he's going to He's going to either if he if he scores a touchdown, he's going to get seven. He might kick a field goal. He might punt. And I think my odds are going way up. But if it's Dan Campbell on the other side. He's going to be aggressive. There's a much greater chance that Dan Campbell is not going to give me a chance to win the game on the second possession. He's going to get eight. There's an even bigger picture here though, which is why did the rule change? Right? Why do we have a new playoff format for overtime? Because Allen didn't get the ball second. Right. Why didn't Allen get the ball? Cuz the Chiefs scored a touchdown. How did the Chiefs get the ball? Uh coin toss. Coin toss. Yeah. Right, well, they've taken they've taken the coin toss meaning away. Yes. Yeah. The ideally Ideally, what you get here in 120,000 simulations is the team that decided this one half. That's perfect. Now the coin toss is doing nothing in terms of determining the outcome of the game. When it was sudden death and you had, I think it was what? Nine of 11 playoff games were won by the team that won the, to- won the toss. That's a problem. I have a coin toss determining outcomes. Now, if I get the next 11 games... And it's split down the middle. I mean, 11 is still a small sample size and not enough. But what I have is, oh, it's actually, there's no decided advantage to taking the ball first or second It's personal preference. In over 120,000 simulations, you have a push. I think that's ideal. That's, that's what you should want. Yep. If the team that took the ball second won 75%, We'd have a they'd problem, all, they, and they'd all go for they'd all go for it second, right? Because the, right, then, then, you, you have, would know the coin toss is back to meaning something. Yes, meaning yeah. too much. We'd have a problem on our hands again. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Stephen in Florida. Hey, Stephen. Good morning.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Hey, guys. Um, Okay, so a couple quick things. First of all, about the game last night. Um, I had told people that I didn't see any way that San Francisco was going to win this game. I couldn't believe they were favored by two points, I think it was, uh, because they just looked too weak in those last two playoff games against Green Bay and Detroit, even though they did come back and win. So it was no surprise to me whatsoever that Kansas City won that game. Now, that being said, I have something I've been wanting to say about the Bills, and I'm glad I waited till after the outcome of last night's game. The Buffalo Bills organization, I'm not talking about the players, I'm talking about the owners and the coaches, Oh, the fans, especially 400-plus fans that went out and braved the elements to shovel out Highmark Stadium. They owe them a huge apology, and here's why I say that. I'm tired of hearing about how Buffalo has clinched the AFC East because when they get into the postseason, they can't, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So until they're able to do that, it's you know this has become a one-dimensional team. It's just like in the O.J. days. It was the O.J. Simpson show. In our day here today, it's the Josh Allen show. So until Buffalo gets some depth in the receiving core and the front four for the, the defense, I mean, they didn't even get to Mahomes. That's in right,
1: they didn't. They have not sacked him in one postseason game they've played him.
0: So you know, I'm just saying I'm a I'm a hardcore Bills fan, but I'm tired of this organization trying to make me think that this is a championship team. Okay. They're not okay. and until they can beat the Chiefs or a team of that caliber in the off season. They're not. They're only going to be a second rate team. Well, what does any of that mean?
1: What do you want them to do?
0: Well, I want them to first of all. Get the players that they need. Well, oh,
1: they're going to try to do that. They're going to they're going pick up players.
0: In the draft. But also to execute better tr- as far as the way they play the game. Because they're, gonna, they're, just, they're-, they're not doing something wrong. Because, you know, the old saying, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That definitely applies here.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they're not really doing the same thing every year. They're on their third offensive coordinator of this entire stretch. They're they now, tried to run the ball against yeah, the Chiefs. They're on their third defensive coordinator of this stretch now. If Bobby Babbage calls plays, mm-hmm. they're about to t- turn over their entire defense. Their receiving core is about to turn over pretty greatly over the last couple of years. I mean, the, the, what's the same? The uniforms and the coach <laughs> and the quarterback. So I don't know. I, 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 I guess I don't know what yeah, you want. I, mean, I, I don't really know what you want. Like, you want them to beat the Chiefs. So do I. So does everybody. They're going to keep trying. It's proving to be tough. Let's point that out. Yeah. it's proving to be difficult for not just the Bills. I was just but say, literally everybody is having a tough time with it. Yeah. Does it does it make anybody feel better that they're they're standing in Shanahan's way of having a Super Bowl? They're standing in, I mean, the Chargers' way of even being a competent they're, team. They're standing in, you know, well, like let's talk the about Bills' it. way for sure. I have a tweet that said the Bills are the only team that's a few plays away from beating the Chiefs. No, they're not everybody's about a few plays away, and right. they always lose. The Ravens are a few plays away from beating the Chiefs. The Niners were... So, the were, Ravens were one yard away from being tied yeah. in the fourth quarter of that game. The, the, yeah. the, the 49ers no, no. had a fourth down to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Garoppolo, the Ravens, Garoppolo had a pass to Sanders to win the Super Bowl at the end uh, three years ago. Yeah. They're, the Bengals have beaten them. Yeah. The Bills are not the only team that's close, but there are a lot of teams that are close and lose to this team. Which is the way it works I mean like I, I mean, that's not to take credit away from the chiefs it's the beauty of the sport it's, it, it's how it's supposed to go right because it really is if I take I could probably find six plays where if I change the outcome of those six plays the chiefs haven't won a super Bowl yeah and you could also change two plays and they've won six in a row <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, we're close yes and they, they weren't really close against the although there were a couple drops well, a couple drops in that game that's where like i could point out and tell him blue in the face that they went six quarters scoring one touchdown on a one play drive but i i can i can do it as much as i want there's mahomes when yep. the drive when he needs the drive in overtime he hasn't done it in seven quarters and he needs a touchdown drive to win the game what does he do he won the game yep 8030550 thank you steven your frustration is not uh, you're not you're not alone i can tell you that we're going to break in and get more of your phone calls, uh, 1-888-550-2550, to join us here on the uh, Super Bowl post-game commiseration party here on WGR.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?